welcome to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, co-hosted by yours truly, Kate Richardson and Megan Pachecki. We're two registered dietitians here to make your life easier by debunking diet myths, sharing scientific information about nutrition, and keeping you motivated to reach your goals. We want to teach you everything we know by giving you real life examples of how we've helped our combined thousands of clients transform their lives, lose weight, and get healthy without having to go on another cookie cutter diet. On this podcast, we'll be giving you our best advice, strategies, and mindset shifts so you too can reach your goals using food and most importantly, enjoy the process. All right, today we are talking about muscle cramps. So you know that thing that happens in the middle of the night sometime right in your calf and it's like you scream like somebody just shot you in the middle of the night? I've never had it. I don't think I've had it that bad. That's never happened to you where you've woken up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh my God, someone just did something to my leg and I can't move and you're totally incapacitated. Never in recent history. I do get that restless leg syndrome feeling sometimes where like Mm -hmm. underneath my hamstring, I just like have to like... Like a little fish flailing around under the covers, <laughs> just trying to shake it out. But I don't think I've gotten a Charlie horse that was so extreme that I yelped in pain. I wonder if that's because you are a dietitian and you are just not deficient in anything. Oh, I'm deficient in a lot of things, <laughs> <laughs> but just not nutrients that cause cramps or or perhaps okay. Okay. what you're going to surprise us with today. So I get this question all the time. My clients always ask, what am I deficient in if I'm getting these cramps in the middle of the night because I need this to stop happening? Honestly, what I found is that it's not really a deficiency that's causing it. It's overtraining. So if you've had a really hard workout or you went for a run outside and you were sweating a lot that day and you haven't necessarily replenished everything or it's just from your muscle being tired. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times it's just going to go away on its own. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong with you or there's something that you are deficient in. But that being said, there are some nutrition strategies we can use to make sure that you aren't deficient in some of these common nutrients that can contribute to muscle cramping. I think it's a good point to bring up because I hear people thinking like, oh, I need to stretch more. I need to make sure that after I work out, I'm taking time to stretch or doing more yoga. And of course, those things definitely have benefits, but they wouldn't be the cure-all to overtraining if that's where your muscle cramps are stemming from. And before we started recording this episode, you were talking about how when you were training for a marathon, that's when you experienced those cramps. Yeah, exactly. So it's never really been something that's super reoccurring in my life other than the time I was training for a full marathon. And so could I have been somewhat dehydrated? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Could I have been deficient in some of those Uh, minerals like sodium, potassium, magnesium, maybe, but really I think it was probably just from the overtraining. Um, I've had them maybe a little recently, um, just a few times, and I think that's just from getting back into lifting weights, from taking some time off from lifting heavy while I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't usually experience any kind of cramping. I experience soreness, especially if I take a week off from heavy training or lifting that delayed onset muscle soreness DOMS, where, you know, that I feel like it's kind of like a popular joke is two days after leg day, you mm-hmm. sit down on the, on the toilet and it feels like it's a whole other workout on itself just to like sit down and move that delayed muscle soreness. But I don't really experience a lot of cramping. Usually when I have clients talk to me about it, they always want to talk about electrolytes or potassium. 
I usually make sure that they're hydrated and I've always chalked it up to dehydration and more often than not, they'll find some relief when we talk about hydration. Mm-hmm. If you're training up, if you're switching up your training routine, if you're changing the environment, what you're training, if you're sweating more, if you're pushing harder, if your job has changed and you're more active in your job now, is your usual water intake or hydration intake not cutting it anymore mm-hmm. or are you adding in something in adding something in dietary that would cause you to be more dehydrated and increase the risk of cramping maybe you're drinking a lot of caffeine maybe you're doing sodas and coffees and those foods are causing you to be more dehydrated yeah another question i would ask if if we think dehydration may be a key so you know just ask yourself how much water do i drink in a day mm-hmm. and so if you're less than 64 ounces i would say yep that's probably a problem but ask yourself like am i constipated do mm-hmm. i go to the bathroom every single day like that's another sign that you are dehydrated if you're having trouble going to the bathroom or you're having those little rabbit pellets in the toilet <laughs> cute cute <laughs> you know who i notice often this just kind of came to me who who struggles with dehydration, and I don't know about cramping, but people who intermittent fast in the morning mm. where they skip breakfasts or they push breakfast out, they might be drinking coffee yeah. to help pass the hunger or maybe even drinking water, but people forget about how much water is just naturally in food. Mm-hmm. So there's even water in the fruit or the eggs or the toast that you were eating before that you're now missing out on and you have to extra hydrate. So that's something to think about too if you intermittent fast or just go long periods of time without eating in the morning, especially if you're throwing exercise in the mix in there. Yeah. And then if you're the type of person who's doing hard bouts of exercise and I'm talking maybe over an hour and you're outdoors and you're sweating a lot, at that point, I would say you need to start replenishing some electrolytes. Mm -hmm. So not just drinking water, but drinking something that also has potassium, magnesium, and sodium in it. Electrolytes have gotten a lot more attention from supplement companies over the past couple of years. Have you noticed that? Like they're yeah. very trendy mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Like the, the liquid IV Huge. is super trendy. I have a lot of people that want to use that. Um, but again, if you're getting on the Peloton, you're doing a 30 minute ride. You don't necessarily need extra electrolytes. You really only need electrolytes when you're sweating a lot or you're doing hour long or more. Mm-hmm. Um, For the most part, you can get electrolytes from food. Mm -hmm. I think that's what people don't necessarily realize. You don't have to take them in supplement form. Um, They're in your foods. Potassium and magnesium, they're in your food. So if you're eating an overall healthy diet, you're probably not going to be deficient in nutrients. That being said, hardly anyone is getting enough fruits or vegetables in a day. Hardly anyone is reaching that potassium threshold that we want people to get at least 4,700 milligrams of potassium a day. That's almost insane mm-hmm. to try to get in a day so but that's what the recommendation is so that's definitely something that I think everybody could kind of work on um but that being said you can get that from food doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be from those liquid IV drinks I think those are really helpful for people who might be exercising for again long periods of time and in climates or environments that cause you to sweat more I've been doing a lot of hot yoga lately, and I often, especially if it's been two or three hours since I've eaten something, I'm going to drink something with electrolytes just for insurance. It doesn't hurt to drink something with electrolytes if I'm going to be sweating my balls off Mm -hmm. in a hot room for 60 minutes. And I don't want to pass out. I want to stay hydrated, and I want to make sure that, you know, I don't get lightheaded. That being said, 
there's a lot of things like you were saying with food that's going to give me those nutrients too, but also eating food with calories and enough carbohydrates to keep you from passing out and being able to perform at the level that you're trying to achieve is still the foundation. So if I have somebody coming in here and they're training for, I don't know, a marathon, a half marathon, they're waking up in the morning and training fasted and running for over an hour and they're relying solely on electrolyte drinks, well, fine, keep your electrolyte drinks in, but let's also make sure that you're eating enough to support those that training. Yeah, and I think a good point too is that maybe even five, six years ago, the only option you really had for electrolyte drinks was Gatorade yeah. and Powerade mm-hmm. and those things that were full of sugar and full of artificial colors and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So I think now that the market is kind of up to speed with those things not necessarily being super healthy and people just aren't really grabbing a Gatorade to go get on the elliptical anymore, I think that's a good thing. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be drinking these electrolyte drinks all day every day. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And sometimes people are choosing electrolyte drinks that have ingredients in them that they really don't need to be drinking, like Gatorade Zero. I was talking with my client this morning who had muscle cramps. He's super active. He's a handyman, and he is now incorporating planned exercise. He's like a coach for his son's baseball team, and he was getting a lot of muscle cramps, but drinking a ton of Propel, and the Propel would help for a while with his muscle cramps, but he's like, I have all these sugar cravings, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, well, there's a bunch of artificial sugar added into your Propel. So let's nix those. Let's add some unflavored or naturally sweetened, you know, electrolyte tabs, electrolyte drinks, uh, and see how that goes. Because if you're just drinking a bunch of zero calorie electrolyte drinks, well, you might be doing more damage than good. Depends on the person. Total side note, but another new study just came out showing that people who drink diet drinks actually take in more calories mm-hmm. per day than people who just drink regular sugary drinks. I know, just so depressing. <laughs> and in fact, if you want to get into the nitty gritty of it, especially if you're drinking those diet drinks with foods that also increase your blood glucose. So okay. if you're ordering your Diet Coke with your french fries at McDonald's, it does even more damage if you're eating that with something that increases your blood sugars mm. because then your body has a, a learned response to that diet drink, that okay. sucralose or aspartame. So it's best not to drink any of them, but especially not with a meal. Okay. Diet drinks, plus they just, they're <laughs> gross. <laughs> they're gross. Um, okay, another, I guess, reason why you might be getting muscle cramps. Certain medications. Mm. So some common ones that I noted, Aleve, Lyrica, hormone replacement therapies, um, iron, and a couple uh, recommendations or a couple of things I read, less than 1% of people report this, but with Prozac, Celexa, Zoloft, Cipro, Celebrex, those are some others that can cause muscle cramping. Also, if you're taking a statin and you have a D deficiency, so if you're taking a, a statin, make sure you do get your vitamin D levels checked. But people who were deficient in vitamin D had an increased incidence of muscle pain and inflammation. I'm curious as to why hormone replacement therapy might cause cramping. I don't know. I didn't look into, like, the science behind it. I just looked for the most common medications that were listed for people, uh, for those side effects. I'm just thinking, I mean, of course, I didn't look into it either, but thinking about the menstrual cycle, when you have a spike in hormones right before you have your cycle, a lot of women experience cramps, and, of course, it's 
also because of the mechanism in which your body is about to release an egg. But then I wonder if people who are really sensitive to cramping around their menstrual cycle would also be more sensitive to muscle cramping in general, especially with hormone therapy. When I see a lot of people recommending magnesium supplements for that time of the month as well for people who have severe cramping. Mm -hmm. I haven't really worked with clients on that before, so I'm not sure how effective that is, but I kind of see that in the online space a lot. Yeah. I mean, I take magnesium every night and I don't have any cramps at all. I also <laughs> well, just... there you go. <laughs> there you go. go. That's it. That's just, <laughs> just a sample. Yeah, there's been some like light studies that show it can help with relaxing the muscle, not mm-hmm. necessarily cramping the muscle or uncramping, but relaxing the muscle and aiding in sleep. And this is something that I'm not as well versed on. So I'm just kind of a, a light note that when you're having a menstrual cycle, that a lot of magnesium is used in some of those cellular functions that it takes and so making sure you've got adequate stores can just help with that mm-hmm. that and makes that's sense the pretty much the gist of what i know i read that uh, magnesium is recommended when you're pregnant and about to go into labor because mm-hmm. it helps with that relaxation of the muscles as well are dates high in magnesium i'm is, not sure that's what we were just thinking should yeah look it up. should know we were talking about um Foods that are really high in magnesium and nuts and dark chocolate are pretty high, leafy greens, and people often crave chocolate around their cycle. Maybe that's because of magnesium deficiencies, but also probably just because your body's craving more carbohydrates and, and sugar. So maybe that's why people go to chocolate. But right before or when you're trying to give birth, there's always all these recipes for like date cookies mm-hmm. and eating dates to induce labor. It didn't work for you, did it? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, all of those things that everybody says do to, like, put you into labor, I I don't think any of them are real. It just so happens that you did that thing (laughs) right before you were about to go into labor anyways, because I literally did all of them, and none of them did anything. You're so skeptical about all of those things, I've noticed. (laughs) You're like, nope, it's just good timing. Where I'm like, ooh, like, maybe these these magical dates. I ate all the things. I did all the things they recommend. I went on all the walks. I did acupuncture. Did you genuinely believe, like, in your head, were you like, okay, this is going to work for me? Yeah. Okay, you did? I really wanted it to happen naturally. So I was going into it like, I'm going to eat these date brownies and I'm going to go into labor like right after. I'm going to eat this entire pineapple and it's going to happen for me. Pineapples one? Mm-hmm. Pineapples yeah. one. Going for walks, having sex, exercise, bouncing hmm. on the ball. You're just yeah. busy. Yeah. <laughs> no, none of, none of it. I don't see dates on any of the lists of like high magnesium foods. So I love dates. They have, they're having a moment, I feel like. I did this thing the other day where I cut open dates, pitted them, stuffed them with almond butter, and then dipped them in dark, unsweetened chocolate, froze them with sea salt. It was like a gourmet, healthy Snickers. I don't want to make this for myself, but I would like it if you made those for me. (laughs) Done. Will do. Any excuse to make them again because I ate way too much. And just so you know, like, yeah, they're nutrient-dense, but (laughs) they're pretty high-calorie snacks. So FYI. Okay, we did read one thing about magnesium in terms of cramps, though, which was that perhaps in pregnant women, magnesium could help with nighttime cramping. Okay, yeah, that was that was a legit there was a legit study there for sure. We should say something about magnesium though, that not all magnesium supplements are created equal. Some of them will make you shit your pants or feel constipated. So go for a magnesium glutamate. Glycinate. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah, glycinate. Better on the digestive system, it won't be as harsh. But also side note, 
after you have a baby, you want to take it because it makes going to the bathroom a lot smoother and oh. easier. Because, like, that first time you go to the bathroom after you have a baby is, like, horrible really? experience. Yeah. Oh, not God, good. Not, go not good. It? Not good. Like, you don't want anything happening down there that doesn't have to happen. <laughs> you know, you having a baby really enlightened me <laughs> because no one tells you. I mean, no they tell you, you. Yeah. But then you start having friends who, or, you know, your friends start having babies and they tell you dirty yeah so a lot of times in the hospital they'll put you on a stool softener i didn't want to continue to take a stool softener but i did continue to take magnesium like for weeks and months afterwards just make everything happen a little bit easier and the glycinate is what i took so there are a lot of like low quality magnesium supplements if you're going for the cheapest one it's probably not the best one the most uh bioavailable and easiest to absorb so glycinate is probably the best on the market, mm-hmm. so you want to make sure that that's the form that you're taking. Yeah, and you can find that at any supplement or at any uh, Walgreens. And I would recommend taking it at night because it mm-hmm. is kind of a relaxant. I wouldn't necessarily take it in the morning as you're starting your day. Nope, I would agree. Let's talk a little bit about what you read about CoQ10. Yeah, so CoQ10 helps with statin-related mm-hmm. muscle cramps. So mm-hmm. if you're taking a statin, I have had a lot of clients taking statin that have uh, reported having muscle cramps. So the one thing we check is vitamin D deficiency. We check for B6 deficiency. And then CoQ10 is a supplement that you could take to help with those muscle cramps too. Easy peasy. Again, really accessible supplement. Yep. Um, when it comes to magnesium, there's lots of those topical creams and sprays that are available too instead of taking mm-hmm. the pills. But from what I saw, there's little evidence out there actually yeah. saying that they work or do anything. If they work, they might be just be from placebo effect. Um, also, muscle cramping with age. So what I read is that up to 50% of adults over 65 report leg cramping at night, and that doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything wrong with them, but it's just due to the loss of muscle nerve cells and shortening of tendons. That just happens with age. It's just a thing. Oops. You know what's weird? I'm getting old. I'm having cramps in my middle finger. Really? And I think it's from, like, holding my phone because I got rid of my pop socket because Liam kept grabbing my phone all the time and he wanted to play with the pop socket, so I just took it off so he Hmm. wouldn't want to grab my phone as much. And now I think because I'm holding it all the time or I'm typing or, like, everything I'm doing, I'm I'm utilizing that finger and, like, pressing Hmm. things down. I was cleaning my car over the weekend and it just locked up and wouldn't move. Oh, my God, that's terrifying. (laughs) I'm like, what is happening here? That's like the modern-day writer's cramp. You know what I mean? How, mm-hmm. like, people used to get the... Is that what it's called? Writing cramp? Or? Carpal tunnel. Carpal tunnel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now it's like holding your phone. Ugh. Ew. Gross. <laughs> Scrolling TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I have this thing. If you hold your pinky fingers next to each other and you have your nails pointed together, my right hand, where I hold my pinky, there's a divot because that's where I hold my phone. So, like, can you see? <laughs> like, do. it's getting an indention. So, and you know, nobody can, like, see us right now, but if you are not driving... Put your two pinky fingertips together, your palms facing inward, and look at it. And I, I have a very strong divot in my right hand where I hold my phone. And then pick up your phone and, and hold it. It's right there. Like, the pressure that my phone is putting, I mean, that's... I have it, too. I wonder if we're, as humans, going to evolve to have, like, new shaped oh hands gosh. that can hold technology. <laughs> I mean, our heads are getting bigger and our bodies are getting softer. We are a weak species. 
Okay, what else do we have to say about muscle cramps? We talked about magnesium. We talked about potassium. Um, but you don't want to take a potassium no, supplement. don't take a potassium. That can cause more cramping yeah, when you take not, too much potassium. Do not take potassium supplement. Get your potassium from food. Leafy greens, avocados, bananas, tomatoes, citrus, potatoes, sweet mm-hmm. potatoes, all super high in potassium. In general, like, make sure you're having a veggie or a fruit when you eat, like, if you're having breakfast, you should have a fruit or a veggie. If mm-hmm. you're having lunch, you should have a fruit or a veggie. Don't save all your veggies for dinner. If you're saving all your veggies for dinner, there's no way you're getting enough potassium in the day. Nope, nope. And eating more whole fo- foods. I mean, it always comes back to if you're eating something that is from the earth, whole food, it's probably going to have some nutrients in it compared to something that you get into a box, except if it's fortified, mm-hmm. which have you know, some things are fortified as well. So I would say number, if you're having cramps at night, I'd say number one, just think, like, think about your training. Mm-hmm. You know, are you overtraining? Have you done, all of a sudden, like, started a new regimen? Do you think it's just from fatigued muscles? If your activity is pretty much the same and if the weather has been the same, there's no extra stress on your muscle, I would then look towards your hydration status. Are mm-hmm. you drinking enough? After that, we would go for the magnesium, the potassium. Do you maybe need to add an electrolyte drink in your day or add some fruits and veggies? Make sure you're getting enough of those high magnesium foods like leafy greens, nuts and seeds, legumes. And then after that, what if we're, we're doing all those things and we still have cramps? Then what? I'd see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing all of those things and you're still having cramps, you know, look at your, what kind of medications are you yeah. taking? Are those maybe contributing? And sometimes the medications that are going to cause your body cramps aren't necessarily going to cause cramps in everybody. Mm-hmm. So some people that are on statins are going to experience it and some people are not. I've had some clients who want to get off statins because the cramping has been so bad. I have some clients who never experienced that. So look at the medications that you're taking or any other kind of conditions and then maybe we need to do some testing. So maybe we do some deficiency testing, some vitamin and mineral testing past that. I'd also wonder about posture if that has anything to do with cramps. Maybe not leg cramps, but if you, if you're always sitting or in a certain position all the time, mm-hmm. you know, you speak of overtraining, mm-hmm. if you have some kind of posture issue, I wonder if that could contribute. This is just me thinking out of my or at work like a repetitive motion like if Mm -hmm. you're doing specific repetitive motion so like that's what that cramp in my finger Mm -hmm. is from that constant repetitive motion of holding Mm -hmm. my phone or typing like that can cause the cramping issue as well but again that's like more of like a mechanical physical thing and less of a nutrition deficiency for sure all right i think we killed the cramps killed them (laughs) healthy or not healthy or not and what we're giving away free coffee oh yeah Dang it, I always forget to bring this up. So if you listen to our last episode, we had talked about how we're doing free coffee. We're doing a drawing for free coffee or, you know, $5 gift card to something if you're not a coffee drinker. If you guys screenshot your favorite Nutrition Awareness podcast episodes and tag us in your story or in a post on Instagram. You can do unlimited entries if you loved eight episodes and you screenshot and tag us in all eight, then you get eight entries. Your name on Instagram gets put into a magical pot that we'll pull from the first of every month. And if you leave us a review on Apple and screenshot and send it to us in the DMs on Instagram, we'll give you five bonus entries. You have to send us that review because the names on Apple usernames don't always indicate who you are. So we might not know who left the review. So you can direct message us. You can 
publicly show off the review you left on Instagram stories, but you have to tag us on Instagram for us to see any of that. And our name is always in the show notes, but it's nutrition.awareness on Instagram. There's a little period between the words. So please share the podcast and on the first of the month, we'll see who the lucky winner is. Cool. Do you have a healthy or not? No, I didn't think about it. I wrote down on my notes potatoes, but we did that last time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my idea is body armor. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Okay, you're body armor's biggest fan. (laughs) Yes and no. Sort of. Um, So body armor, there are two different versions, I guess. So there's the regular version with regular sugar, and then there's the body armor light version that mm-hmm. has the artificial sweetener in them. So they're both, they both have high amounts of potassium, magnesium, very low amounts of sodium in them. So it's not a traditional electrolyte, electrolyte drink because usually if you're needing to replenish electrolytes, you need to replenish sodium. Like sodium is one of the main electrolytes that you're losing in sweat. So for me, I started drinking the body armors because I was breastfeeding and trying to increase the amount of breast milk that I was getting, and body armor was the only electrolyte drink that helped for me. So I did the coconut water, I tried Laird Hamilton's coconut electrolyte drink, I tried the LMNT, I tried liquid IV, all these different things. Body armor was the only thing that worked for me. Unfortunately, it does have artificial sweeteners in it, so I don't love that, but the payoff was better Mm -hmm. for me than not having it. I've probably drank upwards of 900 body armors <laughs> since February and spent lots of money on them. That being said, if I didn't need to drink them for that, I probably wouldn't choose that as something to drink, to be honest. Yeah. So I don't know what the magic happening in that body armor situation is for me. I will say I went to the doctor and had my labs done and my sodium levels were low we took our we took my sodium level i think three different times and it was low each time and that is because those drinks are super high in potassium and they Mm. don't have sodium in them Mm -hmm. so i was actually low in sodium only by like one or two points so not a huge deal but i actually needed to salt my food Mm -hmm. a little bit more i've heard of people just putting a little bit of salt in their water Mm -hmm. to help if they don't want to salt their food and, and kind of counteracting some of that saltiness with lemon juice yeah so Healthy or not, I would say the regular ones full of sugar, pretty similar to like a Gatorade situation. Um, The ones that are the light version, if you're breastfeeding, (laughs) may be a magic bullet for you. Um, But otherwise, it's similar to like a Propel, like one of the the sugar-free Propels or sugar Gatorade Zeros, something like that, right along the same lines. I get a lot of questions about the body armors because of their marketing. Yes, exactly. (laughs) They're covered in pictures of fruit and people are like, this is healthy. And it's like, oh man, here we go. Yeah. I always knew you were around if you would leave a body (laughs) body armor light bottle in the office. It's like, oh, Megan was here. Yeah. The blueberry pomegranate flavor is my jam. So overall... No, not really healthy, but it worked for you in a unique situation. Yep. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And do not forget to share this episode if you found it helpful. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. And if you did find it helpful and want to share it with the whole world, screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram in your stories at nutrition.awareness so we can connect with you. To get notified about the next episode of Nutrition Awareness, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
And to create your own personalized nutrition plan with us, be sure to schedule your virtual or in-person consultation on our website, www.orlandodietitian.com. Now get out there, fuel up, and live your healthiest life. We'll see you on the next episode.